doesn't mean that you bought it upon yourself, but whatever you do with it, how you allow it to work or not work in your life, that's your responsibility and it's your fault how you deal with it and, and what you deal with in, in, in some case. So move those trash cans and every time you go back to its old location, think about what else am I holding on to out of habit? What else am I doing out of habit? Who is in my life? out of habit because society says this person's supposed to be here or, or, you know, you're feeling some kind of way about letting go. Certainly not telling anybody to leave anybody alone. I'm just saying take control over your own life. Do what's best for you. Know who you are. Monitor who's in your life and make sure that they're always speaking life into your life. So just use that concept to motivate you to think more about your life and what you're doing. And who's doing, you know, who's doing what in your life? So, just wanted to say that first, Rodney. You got any babies for us to throw out there before we start start our show? Uh, no, not really. I'm just excited for this show as always. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather do this show than to watch Monday Night Football. So, uh, and, and your other Tennessee team is is playing in the Monday Night Football game, uh, the Tennessee Titans. So. Y'all got the Grizzlies and the Titans going strong tonight. Oh, wow. You know, I think I did see somebody said, don't embarrass us tonight, Titans, or something like that. So I don't know what's going on with that. I forgot all about that. But I did see someone post, post that on, a posting on Facebook about that. But, you know, I'm with you, Rodney. I am a football fan, not not so much so as I used to be. And, and I don't uh, know why, because I used to be just fanatic over football, basketball as well. But, I've noticed that the more I change my interests, change um, people I'm interested in, the things I'm interested in, they they just have changed. So, and I guess that just kind of happens. No, nothing to do with people who still choose to do it. Um, as long as you're doing something else, uh, again, and we get so accustomed to to doing what the world tells us to do. I just saw a posting before coming online here about um, Jada and not Jada, the, the small children, whatever their names are, um, the two kids, Will and Jada's kids. I can't think of those children's names, but I saw a posting about, the, about them. Um, it's just amazing how many reviews and, and things like that, that that these postings receive. And, again, sometimes we know nothing about what's really going on with these people, but what what continues to just baffle me is that once you make it in that arena, everybody is then, you know, I guess they're concerned about what you're doing, how you're doing, uh, but there's people right around us who who need mm-hmm. your attention, who's longing for your attention, and we walk right past them. Sometimes those those people are right in our family, you know, in our families. So it's just amazing to me to, to as to what attracts us, what what keeps us attract attracted. And I'm I'm really I really have gone deep into that so much so until I almost can't even release the book because I I always feel like oh I gotta add that because I I totally missed that in the book so just just so much about the mind and and how we process things and what we are in tune to so to speak so this show is like I said to you Rodney earlier I don't know I'll just put this out there first I really don't know where I stand in this. Um, other than awake, I, I, maybe I'll, I'll choose that choice. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm awake. Maybe that's a good one. Uh, to, 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 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, always, I always say that that I'm an, that, that I'm an independent uh, because I agree and disagree with things on both sides, and um, I think that it is important to to know and to understand that regardless of which side you are on, understand why you are on that side and know why you are on that side. We we, we have a tendency to to do things just because um, it is the norm or because it is expected. We don't, um, we don't do things because we've done our full research. Uh, we, we've done some investigating, you know, we, 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 you know, we, we are Republicans or Democrats because uh, that's what mama and daddy said, or we're Baptist or we're Catholic because that's the way we were brought up. We celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Easter Thanksgiving because that's what we were told to do. That's what we were told is correct, but there's no education behind it. We've, we, we've never thought to, to dig deeper into these things. And when it comes, when it comes to, to, to judgment, you know, from God, God is not interested in the fact that well, you did it because you know your mother told you to. You, you know, your mother told you that was correct, or you know, God is interested in you doing things because you know right from wrong. You know which side of the fence you should be on, and you know, I think one thing that we have to remember is that a lot of these, a lot of these things that are out there today. Um, a lot of the beliefs that we have, a lot of the culture, um, we're not necessarily uh, they're, they're Christian based or they're, they're biblically based, but they're Americanized. And I don't think that we know how to separate the two. I think that we, you know, we think that if we go along with things, that we have to be in the right or we have to be in the in the know, and that's not always the case. Right, right. And and what's interesting, um, and I want to, yeah, I know, Carl, if you'll just give us just a, just a hot second, and, and I want to we want to share something with you before, and then we'll bring you right in, because you may have something to say about what we share. Um, Rodney was, was, I can't remember exactly how we started the conversation, but in the midst of the conversation, Rodney mentioned that someone told him that he was a closet Republican. It was interesting to me because I was told this year that I am a Frederick Douglass Republican. And I I just remember thinking, okay, you know, and I and it really registered with me because Frederick Douglass is one of my favorite has has become has become one of my favorite people since doing this doing this show, starting the radio show. Frederick Douglass has been one of my favorite people to follow follow and study. However, I never, I never knew or got to the point of learning that he was a Republican um, in his time. But I was told that I'm a Frederick Douglass Republican. So, Rodney, I am ahead of the game because you were told you were a closet Republican. So that means you're still in the closet with yours. So I kind of let mine out. <laughs> you need to catch up with me. So. I guess I guess I do, and you know what? There there were some other uh, uh, other prominent black people who were 
no Republicans back in the day, and we'll 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 talk about them uh, in a minute. Okay, okay, yeah, I saw some, and I was very, I was I was very surprised. I was hesitant to to post that because I thought, wow, I need to research this and really find out if this is true. One, and you're probably going to mention him. One really, um, I guess one really just baffled me trying to understand really. But again, it's it's, it's based upon what I what I've been taught. Not really taught because I don't know if the people that in my family who voted Democrat, I don't know if they really could teach me because I don't know if they really ever researched themselves to under, to get a full understanding of what those core beliefs are for Republicans and Democrats. So I don't know if I was just taught it's just one of those those things that you just do because, like the ham bone story I was telling you about, I said, you know, it's, it's, it's the same as the ham bone story. We just cut it off because that's what we saw. So we... We knew we knew our people, whoever voted, was going. In my case, was that's all you heard: Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. And um, yeah, so that's that's what you do, you know. So it will be interesting. I think I still will will stand my ground on neither. Um, although this show has got some understanding about each party, however, I still will do much much more research because. I'm getting to the point where it's hard to believe even the things that I read sometimes. I feel myself researching the information that I find um, because it's just the world is just getting so crazy. You know, I used to hear my grandmother say, you can't believe everything you hear, and now I'm at the point where I don't even know if I could believe what I see sometimes. And, and I feel like just like, search, 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 search. Bad place to be because... I live my life trying to search um, everything, so I can't. I gotta trust somewhere sometimes. So, but that's how this show came about because uh, someone told Rodney that he's a closet Republican, and someone told me several months ago that I was a Frederick Douglass Republican. So, interesting. <laughs> well, let's take our caller, and then we will start into the show. And we're, we'll, we will identify your call by providing the area code that you're calling from and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. So we have from 901 area code, the last two digits, 8292. Call, you're on the air with us, and thank you for calling. Hi, Tammy. Hi. Um, is it Rodney? Yes, it is. Right there. Hi. I am Charlotte. I'm, I live in Memphis, Tennessee. I am so enjoying the dialogue between the two of you guys, and I really am finding this um, your radio show very interesting. And I would like to announce that I am a Frederick Douglass Republican. And I will tell you why I'm a Frederick Douglass Republican. First of all, let me ask you a question, Tammy or Rodney. Do you believe that when you work and you get your paycheck, you like to be able to bring that money home instead of sending it to another entity like the government that means a limited government. Do you believe in a limited government? Do you believe that you should be able to keep the uh, money that you have worked hard to to earn? Absolutely. Okay. Let me ask you another do you believe in our I, 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 I agree. I agree with that too. I think that I should be able to uh, 
to bring it home. I, I will throw this in there, though. Um, I know that there are things that, that, that have to be taken care of through, uh, and the government uses taxes to do that. And unfortunately, I don't think that everyone would pay their fair share if the government didn't uh, take it out. We've been conditioned to believe that. Um, do you also believe in the Constitution? Do you believe that our Constitution and the um, our government making decisions, making laws based upon the con- Constitution is good for our country, a Constitution which has kept our country profitable for over 200 years, a constitution which has identified the various levels of government and what the various responsibilities are. Um, the constitution keeps us from having a king or someone to dictate to us what how we should uh, live, or the and the constitution also helps us to not accept Sharia law, which definitely is a law that uh, does not serve the purpose for women. Do you believe in the Constitution? Wow. Oh, wow. You know, Do you believe in it? Just, you, you don't believe that, that in the Constitution? I'm not going to say I don't believe. I, I, believe, I believe in the, in the core principles and the values of the, uh, of the Constitution. I, I, I do um I am I am with you as far as as far as a, a, a you know not having a, a king or a queen or not having a dictatorship, but again I, I will say this also, um, I think that the same way democracy is meant to to help us because of uh, certain people, it has actually hurt us. I didn't say, I did not say no government. I said limited government. That was my first question. And the Constitution basically identifies government and the various levels and what the various responsibilities of the government is. Do you believe in personal responsibility? And I I take it, Tammy, based upon what I heard you say earlier, you too believe that when you make a decision, you need to take responsibility for it. You can grow from the decisions that you make or what have you, but... Hold on for just a second. Here's my thing with this. It's not... Even with, with, with anything, here's where I, where I get kind of twisted in all this. It's the people that... Because anybody... People, what I, what I find happening is people in this upper level take these things, they put, they put this information out on the forefront what we're going to do, and this is both sides, in my opinion, um, whoever, they, they say what they're going to do, and we vote, and then, then we, we can't see nothing happen. So outside of the Constitution and the limited government, we want some good people who just are for, yes, making people work for um, what they get, because we have a lot of people, some people are unable to, that's different. But we have a great number of people who won't, 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 get, 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 and we continue to give, give, get, and feed, feed people, and I mean literally, who are able to go out and work. So when, that's why I don't want to get talking like the, what the beliefs are of the Constitution, because we have people who will, if it was about the Constitution, 
And let's let's look over it, and then let's get some people in office who who honor whatever it is we say we believe as a as a whole, as a country. We want everybody to to be responsible, uh, take care of their responsibilities, take care of their children, or don't have them, and so forth. But let's get some people up there who believe the same thing and want the same thing, and then who do it. And then if they don't, as a whole, people must get them out. That's okay, kind of let me let me all I all I'm doing all I'm doing right now and asking the questions and I'm not trying to solve the problems of the whole world or even what is going on in our nation. I'm trying to explain the four different tenets of a Frederick Douglass Republican. That's all I'm doing. And they're basically believing in a limited government, believing in the constitution, believe in personal responsibility and believing in life. If you believe in any of those things to whatever degree, then you are Frederick Douglass Republican. Okay. Now, I'll go back to what you were referring to in terms of personal responsibility. The reason I'm a Frederick Douglass Republican and not a Democrat is because of a multiplicity of reasons. But one of the things that you mentioned, that which is very important to me, is this. I joined the Republican Party because I believe we live in a great nation. And we were born in a nation, and people do everything they can to come to this nation because they realize that opportunity is there. And all they have to do is work hard and uh, do follow the laws and work extra hard and save their money. They can live a better life, say, than their parents did. But here's the thing. We've got a party, we've got a party which believes that a group of people cannot take care of themselves. So, therefore, they've got to uh, increase the size of government instead of limiting the government, and they're not encouraging people to take advantage of the entrepreneur spirit. They're not encouraging people to feel that they can work and take care of themselves. In 1994, Bill Clinton uh, passed the Welfare Reform Act, and I was against it during during that time. I really was because I knew that there were some women that were on welfare, and they needed to take care of their babies. But I'll tell you what happened. I knew some women personally, and they were encouraged very strongly to get jobs. Many of those women are still working today, they have a lot of self-respect. They have put their children to school, and it has helped them instead of hindered them. The other reason that I am not a Democrat, as I and I'm going to reiterate, they are not encouraging people any more any longer to go out and try to be the best that they possibly can be. They're encouraging people to sit back and accept handouts. Secondarily, in 2012. At the Democrat convention, they booed God out of the platform three times. There was a vote to include God in the platform, and they booed him out three times. And you can see the evidence of what is happening. You can see how our moral fiber is crumbling. And if people do not believe in God, naturally they're not going to be concerned about our moral fiber. So... That's the reason I'm a Frederick Douglass Republican. Hey, Charles, I have a question for you. Were you always a Republican? Did you start out? No. Like- <laughs> no, and let me give you the history of how how many of us, and, and it, it's 
all historical. I mean, you go back to Frederick Douglass. One of the things that Frederick Douglass said after he ran away from slavery was this. You know, Abraham Lincoln said, well, what are we going to do for the slaves? And Abraham Lincoln said, let them fend for themselves. And you notice back during that time, families were together, people respected themselves, and people got out to work for the most part. Now, in 1964, I'll go back to 1957, in 1957, there was a vote in the House and in the Senate for the Civil Rights Act. And uh, President, well, at that time, Senator Kennedy voted against it. So Dr. Martin Luther King did not like John F. Kennedy during that time because he voted against the Civil Rights Act. And if you're aware of this, please stop me. But in 1963, there was a march in Birmingham, Alabama, and Dr. King was arrested. And he, because he was a leader of the transition that was about to occur in our country in terms of providing people freedom and and removing the Jim Crow laws from us, the, the um, officers in Birmingham decided to make an example out of him, and they were going to really put pressure on him. But Daddy King appealed to the Kennedys. And John F. Kennedy decided very shrewdly, very politically, to determine which way the wind was blowing. And he determined that if he helped Dr. King to be released, Daddy King would help him to bring the black vote. So that's basically what happened. Dr. Martin Luther King was released. Daddy King brought the black vote. We grew up in families where, if, if you're anything like mine, on the mantle was a picture of Dr. Martin Luther King, if you're as old as I am. <laughs> a picture of Dr. Martin Luther King. On either side was flanked John F. Kennedy and Robert Kennedy. So we were brainwashed to believe that that was the way we were supposed to vote. Prior to that, we as Republicans, I mean, prior to that, order for black people to vote, they had to be Republicans because prior to that, Democrats re required the poll tax, and if they did, um, you know, go ahead and vote Republican, they were harassed. Many of them were were um, hung, and you find that the lynchings, a lot of times that occurred, most of the time it's because people were bold enough to go to the polls and want to vote Republican. And that's why there was a problem with allowing blacks to vote during that time. So anyway, fast forward to 1968 when Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. Uh, at that time, John, uh, Johnson decided to expand and allow for more blacks to join his administration. So that showed most of us that, yeah, the Democrat Party is for us because Johnson was in the Democrat Party. But it was the Democrat Party which actually voted against the 1957 Civil Rights Act. The Democrat Party voted against the 1963 Civil Rights Act for the most part. The Democrat Party voted against the uh, 1968 Voting Rights Act and the Housing Act, but people forget that. And so it is evident now, when you look around, you don't see people progressing like they were when they were Republican. Now, I'm talking about our black people. You see people more dependent now. I mean, you just, that, that's a fact. I want to be able to partake in this nation 
to be the best that I possibly can be to go as far as I possibly can in this nation. And nothing is stopping us but ourselves. Well, I have a question. Where where do you feel the best place for people to go who's seeking understanding about both parties? Where where would where would you say people need to start um I know certainly on the inside, search yourself and, and really understand what you believe and why, but, but as far as reading and material, where would you start? Where would you encourage someone to start who's really seeking that understanding? I would love to see uh, this education presented in the schools like it used to, but uh, a few years ago, and you asked me if I was a Democrat, up until 1992, I was a Democrat, and I switched from being a Democrat in 1992 to being a Republican. But I did not understand why I was doing that until um, I became involved in George W. Bush's campaign. And I became, and the reason I became involved in his campaign was because the job situation was really rough during that time. And it's especially shortly after 9-11. And so I began to go to Washington, D.C. to appeal to our legislators to pass legislation that would increase jobs. I'm an IT professional, and I used to see them talking on the TV and saying, well, we just don't have enough people in America to fill the jobs, so we've got to go overseas and bring people back here or or send jobs over there because the Americans can't do the jobs. And I wanted to throw my my shoes at the TV to say, listen to me, we got plenty of great Americans here who can't fill jobs. And so I became such a pest, such an activist. I just bugged George W. Bush to death. He started inviting me to Washington, D.C., and it was there that I linked up with other Frederick Douglass Republicans, and it was there when I learned my history, it was there when I met Apostle Claver, who is located in Houston, Texas, who taught me about what is hap- about our history. And it was the Frederick Douglass Republicans in Washington, D.C., who would go there as a group from all around the nation to discuss our history. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Rodney, any questions? Um, no, I think some some very valid uh, points were made, and I think that this is the reason why, you know, we all need to do our research. We all need to do some investigating because I think we'll find out that what we what we really believe actually uh, may fit with another party, and, and you know, and, and I think that um, you know a lot of people are are, are Democrats, you know. Uh, especially when you think about minorities, because that's what we, you know, that's how we were brought up. And, and, you know, we don't really have any other reason uh, for being one. And I think that, you know, that's why education is so important, not just, you know, sitting in a class and learning, you know, math, science, social studies, um, and English. I think that, you know, even something as, as critical as politics, we need to be educated on because, we never know. Uh, a lot of times, we don't know why we are supporting things. And then, you know, you know, if you're not if you're not educated or not up on the policies or, or what's going on, you know, we hear things and it sounds good, and so we jump on it. 
you know, and I think that that should not be the case. I, you know, one of the things that, that, that I did uh, want to go back to because it was uh, something that, that was on my mind, uh, uh, and I'm glad that the caller brought it out, and that was, you know, this thing with handouts, welfare, uh, you know, and, t- and taking responsibility. You know, things that that should be there to help people are actually hurting people. Um right. You know, we all we all fall into situations, and, and you know, I'm not I'm not against welfare, but I I think that there should be a time limit. There should be a time frame. It, you know, if you need some assistance, that's one thing. But you should need you should not need assistance for 20 years, and you are capable of working. Um, you know, it should be you know, it should be set up to where like, you know, you 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 may be getting some assistance. But you are working towards not needing that assistance, and I, you know, I think that you know we get we get caught up in that. And so people stay on welfare for years, and they are fully capable um, of going out, getting a job, making a better life for themselves. Um, but they know, hey, you know, I, I'm going to get this check every month. I'm going to get these food stamps every month, and I don't really have to do anything. And then if you think about it, you know. Uh, you know, when we think about Social Security, uh, that's that's fading away. You know, so if you work, you're not going to get anything in the end. But if you don't work, <laughs> you'll be taken care of for the rest of your life. Interesting. I saw a very interesting uh, posting today, and a picture, and I meant to post it, but it it showed a picture of a refrigerator um, on each side. One was full and one was, you know, halfway empty. And the one on the left side, which was full, said the a refrigerator of a poor person. And then the second one, half full, was a middle-class person. And it reminded me of, um, and Charlotte, you, you, I'm kind of with Watney, you steered this up um, in me about, and I'll get on the part about the hurting part, but it reminded me, I'm taking the class about poverty, getting by in a, in a just getting by world. And I leave the class some days thinking, because I guess maybe I really need to figure out what, where I stand on this, but because I leave there thinking, well, really, because some people that we, we think are in poverty, um, depending on what our definition of poverty is and what poverty looks like, we really have to question what poverty is because a lot of people are able to work. And I think the worst thing that we're doing or the way that we're hurting them the most is mentally. Charlotte, you mentioned about the women feeling great about themselves. They have self-respect. Well, if you sit around for X number of years, someone is taking care of you, you're able to sit and get this. Again, I'm not pushing back on it because there are some people who may need it. But if we eliminate the people that don't, then the people who truly are unable to take care of themselves and receive this type of help, mine, couldn't we just be more of a blessing to them, for those who truly are, are unable to? So that's even the mindset around government assistance. Um, that's what I think hurts the most because once you get there and you are able to stay there and it becomes a lifestyle that you promote, we lost. All of us have lost because, yeah. again, yeah. we're giving – you hear people all the time say, and I'm sure these listeners have said it too, you'll hear somebody 
say something, you'd be like, no, I'm taking care of your kids. No, I'm doing this because we know so much money is taken out, and we go to work 8 to 5 every day, sometimes longer, where people who are clearly able to work, and if they can't find the job, then let's find something for them to volunteer or to go to school or something. Um, and it, that's what makes me think, is it just a plot? Is it, um, is it a way to make it this way? And I'll, I'll, I want to share the quote from, again, one of my favorite people, to make a contented slave, you have to make a thoughtless one. Um, it is necessary to darken the moral and mental vision and as far as possible to wow. make the evil power the power of reason. And so when we talk about overpower or alienate the power of reason, basically you're saying think beyond your own self-interest. And what I think happens is these people who sit and glorify and welcome um, government funding who are clearly capable of working, they, they get so caught up in it until they see this as, I deserve this. I get to sit And home. that was the attitude. Oh, my God. That was the attitude of the young lady who was receiving it. And one day I was leaving church and, I saw her, and she was telling me about uh, she was about to go someplace to receive some handouts. And basically her attitude was, this is what I'm supposed to do, and what have you done for me lately? But her attitude has totally changed now that she is working and has been working now for uh, over 20 years. Wow. And, and I think, Charlotte, sometimes they're waiting. Not everybody, but some people are waiting. I shared the story with Rodney. Years and years ago, I was working at the school system in Georgia, and ironically, the area, there was two project areas, two project homes, uh, low-income housing, on both clearly on opposite sides of town. However, the school system found it necessary to have all the students, all these students came to one school, which was the school that I worked at at the time. So we had, had kids there from the low-income housing just across the street from the school and then one on the other side of town. So we got kids from both. And one particular day, and these kids were, were very deprived, when it, when it, not all of them, but for the most part you could get little to no uh, parental involvement, even with PTOs, grades, and things like that. And so this particular day I, I was there working and I looked outside and just across the street there was several adults in the middle of the day, uh, 11, 12 o'clock, having this, this the bomb barbecue, um, and it just infuriated me to no end. And I walked across the street, and I didn't approach it negatively. I asked for assistance. We need volunteers in the school. You can make copies. <laughs> you can do all the things. And you, it was amazing, the response. It was as if we didn't know that you guys thought I was, we were capable. It was like this thing of mm-hmm. you, you're putting expectations on me that I didn't know I could even do or had in me. Exactly. So I want me to do it. It's kind of like kids. Kids will do and give you what you expect for the most part. If you start at an early age, exactly. they, will, they will give back what you expect because they want to do right. They want to feel worthy. So more importantly, when we say hurting them, we're hurting people mentally, which keeps them right. in that rut of getting assistant because after a while they feel like I'm not worthy. I cannot go to school. I cannot learn. I cannot do this. I cannot take care of myself. I cannot take care of my family. So that's that's the clear issue here because people will get there and stay if that mindset takes over. Right.
right. Let me interject one other thing, and then I'll let you guys go. Uh, you all mentioned the undercover Republicans who are black. I have to confess, I ran for Congress, okay, as a Republican. And um, as I was working at one of the local uh, um, polling sites, and Tammy, you will know where it is, the Angra Center, I had a tent set up. And the local media came by, and just as they came by, a elderly gentleman and his grandson came out uh, from the polling site. Uh, the grandfather had just voted, and he walked over to me, and he said, son, I want you to look at this woman. <laughs> this woman, she's not going to win the election, but she is bold, and I want you to see her, and I want you to see someone who is willing to stand up and declare who she is and what her beliefs are. And then he came closer to me and he whispered, I'm a closet Republican. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, <laughs> Rodney, do you want his number? <laughs> I, would, I would not know how to locate him again, but I'll never forget that. I guess I'm not the only closet Republican. Yeah, so that's what, I don't know if you were on Charlotte, but that's what Rodney was told, that he was a closet Republican. So I yeah. I uh, made a joke, said, at least, at least I'm out. At least I know what kind I am. I'm Frederick Douglass Republican. You still in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was hopefully. And thank you all for allowing me to join you and to share my experiences and what I believe. Not a thank problem. You. We to hang out with us. Okay. You guys take care and God bless you. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you so much. Bye. You do the same. Uh, Tammy, um, that goes back to uh, what I was telling you uh, about the conversation I was I was having with um, with someone uh, earlier today, and that is, you know, when you talk about handouts, when you talk about welfare, when you talk about you know people sitting around and doing nothing. Um, we get we get upset, right? Uh, we as black people get upset, and you know we look at we look at white people and we say, oh, you know they didn't have to work for that. Um, you know it was given to them. You know they're wealthy because you know their parents were wealthy or their grandparents were wealthy. Um, you know, and and we get, and we get upset about that, but. We don't do anything to change to change that cycle. Instead of getting upset about it, we should say, you know what? Maybe my parents or grandparents didn't leave anything for me, but I'm going to start that now. I'm going to make sure that when I leave this earth, my kids will will will, will have. My grandkids will have, my great-grandkids will have, and I will teach them to do the same thing. The reason, you know, some people just inherit wealth. But it's not, you know, it's not their fault, you know, and, and they should not be be made to feel bad because, you know, their parents or their grandparents decided to leave them money 
or to leave them property. But well, we're, not you, gonna, we're not going to get to that level if we keep taking these handouts and never do anything to get away from them. Right. That goes back to accountability and taking responsibility because as long as you're blaming someone else for whatever it is that you're going through, have gone through, as long as you are blaming someone else, rarely will you feel the need to do something about it. You're waiting on someone else to do something about it and to make it right. In my opinion, it, it, now, it's not the, the entire, um, that's not it across the board, but for the most part, I found that even in my own life, the more I blame people or or say this is your fault, I rarely felt the need to do anything about it. I'm waiting, waiting on the, the I'm sorry or, you know, let let me help you change this since I messed this up for you. That reminds me, we had Corey call in one time before, uh, Corey Bonds, and he said that what, maybe we just need to send out some Hallmark cards and say we're sorry so that people can get up and move beyond where they are and take responsibility for their tomorrow, regardless of what has put, been put upon you, how you deal with it, how you accept it, how you let it control you is totally your responsibility. And beyond what they do, it's your fault where you are. Beyond what someone does to you, whether you get the I'm sorry or not, it is your responsibility. And so you have to at some point hold yourself accountable for what you've allowed it to do in your life or you won't make a change. And I and I think that's something that that the Republicans stand for, um, and that is accountability, and you know everybody doing their fair share and everybody getting their fair share. Now, of course, you know when you listen to uh, certain people, when you watch certain channels, uh, you know we only get what the media wants to give us. And that's why it, it it is crucial that, you know, we find as many sources as possible and we dig until we find the truth. But I think just from what just from what I, I I've read and from what I understand, I think that's a big big piece of the puzzle. Now I now I will say this, we do have to keep in mind that this country was founded on some on some very uh, crooked principles. Uh, you know, everything that we were, everything that, uh, you know, the founders uh, of the of America, every, every issue that they had with Great Britain, they turned around and did the same thing. You know, that there was a big issue with taxes. Um, but yet when, when the United States defeated Great Britain, what was one of the things we did? Taxes. You know, and so I think that we do have to keep those things in mind. And then, you know, when the United States was first started, it wasn't about equality, you know, right. because there were people who were slaves and, you know, and, and blacks had to fight to, you know, to, to get the same rights and, and women had to fight and women are still fighting, you know, to get, to get equal rights. And so, you know, the the country was founded on some pretty messed up stuff, and then you think about you think about slavery. The North, and this is just my conclusion, the North only fought for slavery or fought to end slavery because 
slavery did not benefit the North. You think about it, your plantations uh, were down in the South. And for the most part, uh, you know, it's it's cold and rocky, you know, in the North. And so, you know, it didn't profit the North as much as it did the South. I don't don't really know if, if everyone who claimed to be an abolitionist just just from you know my my own research, I don't know if they were truly against slavery or you know or if it were a jealousy type thing um but again, that's just my opinion i you know i I can't say that's for sure that that's just my opinion uh we have a caller Tammy, so i'll I'll let you pull in our caller whenever you're ready, okay, let me get back here um just a second here. Okay, pulling in from area code 504 with the last four digits of 7037. Paula, you're on the air. Hey, what's, what's going on, Tammy? What's going on, right here? This is Trent Williams. Hey, Trent, what's going on, man? What's going on, brother? <laughs> and actually, uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up about slavery and uh, the thievery. And we just let's just call it how it is, uh, the founding fathers of the thieves. This, this country mm-hmm. was based off of a bunch of thieves coming and taking something that didn't belong to them. So right there, I mean, it was, we start off on the wrong foot. And that's mm-hmm. the home of the brave. We're talking about the home of the brave and all of this extra stuff with the taxes and, and all that stuff. But, but when you talked about the, the North and, and the South as far as slavery goes, I think that um, the South may, may have gotten it a little worse with the slavery, but that's the cousins in the North. So it was, it was a different type of slavery. It was still slavery, but it was a different type of slavery. So I don't, I don't think that's a there's a difference there between North and South as far as slavery goes. When you talk about government um, and, all, and all that stuff, uh, we have to understand that we live in an imperfect world. From the beginning of the time, when government started to come into play, um, you know, back in the Roman Empire and Caesar and all of this stuff, all those governments, you know, became strong off of someone else's back. Totally against what God believed in. Yeah. So what makes America a little different? Just because you split parties talking about Democrats and, and Republicans. There's no difference, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They're, they're still suppressing people with their policies and, and doing different things with their policies just because you're a Republican well, we stand for this and we stand for this and we push these type of policies and the Democrats, they're all one and the same. Because at the end of the day, when you think about it, Republicans and Democrats are still fighting against one another and the people are still suffering. So yep. who's helping who? So who's helping <laughs> who? You know, so I, I think it's all a mirage. I think it's all just smoke and mirrors. Because we'll go back to the slavery like you just said between the North and the South. Well, they're cousins. They're cousins who differ in opinions, and the people still suffer. Mm-hmm. Trent, this is Tammy. Do you feel that most people feel that way, and for that reason uh, many of them do not vote because they feel like you're going to get what well, you get? Well, it, it, it takes a little, a little thought process into the way the way I think and the way a few other my friends think. 
Um, no, I don't think that that's why they don't vote. I think they don't vote because they're lazy. Okay. And, but, I mean, when you sit down and you really give some thought to it and you put a thought process on it and, you you know, you understand how this system works and you, you, you go to doing your research and you think about, you think back from the beginning of the time when kings started coming into play into everything here, it's been separated ever since we separated ourselves from God. So it's always going to be a mirage. It's always going to be, hey, vote for me, vote for me. But, you know, let's just think about this for a second, here, brothers. Let's, just, let's think about this for a second. If you, you got the majority of Congress and Senate are lawyers, how many of us trust lawyers? <laughs> they truly remind me, they truly remind me of a used car salesman and a lawyer. They they truly do, because they only come out and try to get your votes when when they they need to be reelected. And I'll give you an example. And I get off of the soapbox here. Um, I was like fresh back in town maybe a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, and they were running around posting you know things in folks' yards and vote for this person. So this one lady came by, you know she's stomping the ground and all that stuff. And she had a black official and she was um I can't remember if she was something with the school board or whatever. So when I saw her putting the stake in the ground I said, Hey, hold on a second. What are you doing? She was like, Well, I thought that you would you would support her. I was like, just because she's black don't mean shit to me. <laughs> I need I need to read up on what she's doing for the community first before you stick that in the ground. Don't assume that just because she's African American, that I'm gonna vote for her. I don't know what she's like. I don't know what she. I don't know her. It's my first time ever hearing about her. Let me read up on her and do some research, and and then we'll go forward with that. But with with most folks, it, it's become this this whole publicity thing, and whoever spends the most money on getting FaceTime and all this stuff. But black people, and I, I'm gonna to speak to the black people here. They need to understand that, hey, do your research on these people. I don't care if they're black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, whatever. See what they stand for. Check their records out before you say you're a Democrat or a Republican. Do your research. What do you think it will take for people to even have a desire to become educated when it comes to politics, when it comes to religion, when it comes to education, when it comes to when it comes to everything that impacts their daily life, what do you think it would? What do you think is is going to happen in order for people to to, to wake up and, and 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 do their research? Platforms like this, platforms like this, platforms like uh, what you guys are doing, books like you're writing. You're you're a school teacher. You're on the front line. So I'm going to stop and listen to Rodney and what he's talking about with these kids. Because he's sitting there with these badass kids every day. Yeah. So it's platforms like this and, and folks like Tammy pushing and continuing to push and the stuff that she's doing. And uh, to my understanding, she's doing something with the police uh, officers over there. That's stuff like that, platforms like that. doesn't matter how many people come out and support, but you're continuing to push that knowledge into people. Growth, you know, when you push that, you're pushing growth into people. You're making people think. 
You're not just sitting here on a radio show just talking to be talking. You're doing something about it. Yeah. And that's what we need, seriously, in a black community. And I hate to stress that when we talk about the black community, but that's the one that's most impoverished. That's the one that's most, you know, with their issues, and they won't go out and vote. But you know what? If you're not going out and vote, stay with that liquor store with the with the foreigner over there shooting half of you to death and, you know, claiming that y'all still out of the store. Because when you think about it, you know, well, let's just think about this for a second, real quick second. How many black folks, by show of hands, if they can call in and press that one, know about lobbying? How many know that we could actually lobby as Americans? Hmm. How many hmm. knows that? It's a good question. How many, how many know that? Nobody's pressed the number one yet. Exactly. <laughs> so... The, the, the whole point is, man. I mean, you know, they used to say like in the back, you know, back in the day, put something in the book. And them niggas not gonna go and get it. But you put something in a song, and they'll recite that every day, all day. That's a problem. And you, and you know something, Trent. Uh, something you said uh, uh, made me think about something else. We when we think about the, this whole this whole two-party system, when we think about Republicans and we think about Democrats, mm-hmm. I think it's all a setup. I think that I think that we are being tricked every mm-hmm. single day. When you, because, because here's the thing, whether they are Republicans or Democrats, and, and, and let's, let's talk about the Democrats for a second. Even with these liberal views, right, the Democrats mm-hmm. live a conservative lifestyle. Absolutely. Republicans believe in school choice. If you ask any Democrat how they feel about their child's education, they would not disagree with school choice. In fact, what do they do? They put their kids in private schools just like the Republicans do. Exactly. And I'm glad you said that. I'm glad if you said that, Ronnie. If their child is not getting a, a, a good education, mm-hmm. they're going to sit back and do nothing. So they believe in school choice just like the Republicans do. And exactly. it's all a trick because the, these people, these Republicans and Democrats, in my opinion, they're all on the same side. They're all on the same side. They're all the they're all not only in the same side, but think about this. Them and their families have health care for life. Yep. For life. How many of us know that? Uh, how many, you know, and them and their families. So that congressman or that senator and their families have health care for life. Mm-hmm. How many voters know that? And let's, let's, let's go a little further with this. The one thing that President Barack Obama is going to be famous for is that Health Care Act. Something that Bill Clinton tried to push through for years and couldn't get it pushed through. That's the only thing that he's going to be famous for is that Health Care Act. His foreign policy and everything else, he gets a, a, a C minus close to a D to me. If you ask me, 
And I, I love politics. I thrive it. I read it every day. He gets a C or D minus for that. But what he's going to be famous for is for what they pushed out there to the public. Hey, free health care for everybody. Go and get it. So the black community, we're still going to vote for the Democrat because President Barack Obama wanted to make sure that we get free, you know, free health care. But what he didn't say is that on the Innovative Black Men show, we had a guy on from uh, from the insurance company. There's a whole bunch of loopholes in that. Yes, it is. And I made sure that that brother broke it down for every single listener. That does not favor the African American community at mm. all. And you know, there, there are a lot. There, there are a lot of people, black, white, Hispanic. It doesn't matter who who are against the Health Care Act yeah. because the, the Republicans were correct on that. And I know probably, a lot of folks are probably shooting at the, the the screens right now, but the Republicans are correct on that. Yeah, and you you uh, uh, there's a there's a young lady that I grew up with. Uh, you know, I saw where where she was in a conversation with someone on Facebook the other day, and you know the person was acknowledging, you know, uh, Obamacare, and she said, "Well, she said I can't really go with you on that." She said because. She said, I had to find another job because of that health care act. She said, because Absolutely. I couldn't afford the health care. Absolutely. It drives people into poverty. I, I was on the front lines of that. Um, my mother, stricken with cancer, had grade A insurance. Grade A insurance. And I'll tell you why. I'll go a little transparent for a second, then I'll I'll let you guys get on with this. Um, She had great insurance. My wife was an executive at Humana. My ex-wife, rather. And she was actually grandfathered in. But when that health care came through, that health care act, I refused to call it Obamacare because I think it was a slap in the face and an insult to the black community. The, the, the everything from the prescription drugs to the doctor visits to the surgeries and everything. I went through this for an entire year. Doubled. Doubled, doubled, doubled. So that's an insult to me, Obamacare. Yeah, okay. But you actually, you say stuff like that and you tag stuff like that, but it's really called the Health Care Act. Mm-hmm. But they'll tag it and put it in the system and say Obamacare. What that's going to do for the the the, the, the black person that that's reading that or looking at that headline, Obamacare? You know, he really cares about me. That's some bullshit. That's some bullshit. There, there, there are so many people, um, and, and there's there's a chapter in my in my first my first book, Tired of Being Black, about you know how. So many people voted for uh, President Obama just because he's black. And then there are a lot of people who voted for him or or who did not vote for him because he was black. And after after that first election, there was all of this hype, right? Oh, we're about to to be a part of history. You should 
Make sure you vote for Obama so you can say that you were a part of it so you voted the first black person in. And shortly after, when the smoke cleared, you started to hear people, oh, I'm sorry I voted for him. I'm disappointed. And then after the last election, it got even worse. And that's because whether whether you should have voted for Obama, uh, Mitt Romney, John McCain, or even wrote your own name in, on the ballot, we don't take the time to find out who these people are. And I commend you. Because the average person would have, would, have, would have looked at that that sign and said, "Oh yeah, they're black. Go ahead and put that put that sign in my yard." You know, and you're almost. I mean, pe- people become very judgmental when you say, "I'm not supporting that person," or you know, "Let let me find out more about that person." Like it, it's almost like you're expected to say exactly. you're black. And, and that's the, that's the thing, Rodney. And here's the thing, man. And this is what irritates me with with politicians. They think that they can go into these black communities and just push these officials on these folks. You know what I mean? Like they don't know any better. They act like we're still in the fifties and in the forties and 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 beyond. You know, past that. No, that's that's not. It doesn't work like that. You got a thinking black man here. We're not going to have this yet. I don't care who it is. I'm going to research that. I, I want to research that. I want to see exactly what policies he's pushing through. But what, and I have to be honest with you, that big machine was very clever in pushing President Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Because we did that whole we can do it or whatever that champ was. We can do it. We can, hey, we can do it, all this other stuff. So they, 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 they channeled into that emotion. But in the end, he worked for the system, a system that not is not a God system. He works in a system. He's an employee like everyone else. And when mm-hmm. folks understand that, and when folks get that, will truly understand where this is going. And think about totally, how... No, no, sorry, Trey. Yeah, that's, that's a totally different system from God's system, man. And that, that says that from the biblical days. It's a totally different system. He works for a totally different system. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you said that because I that's where I was going next. Right before that that last election, before the last presidential election, notice how quickly he changed and jumped on the homosexual bandwagon. Oh, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you started, and I hope I'm, I hope I'm getting Tammy started too. But that that to me, and granted, I can't speak for him. But as, as soon as he came out and said that, that whether you support gay marriage or not, you know that that's on that's on each individual. If if, if, if I will, can, can I, I? I spoke in Atlanta this weekend on 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 a similar subject. If I will, just two seconds. Can I get at least maybe 60 seconds here to speak on that? Just real quick. You can get 60 times 60. Go ahead. When we talk about reproduction and homosexuality and all this stuff, right, let's think about this for a second. I love gardening. Anybody that follows me knows that I love gardening. 
six months ago, I threw a handful of seeds into the ground, okra seeds into the ground, okay? Mm-hmm. Watered it, nurtured it, cared for it, and did all that stuff. I had a whole bunch of stuff back there, but we'll, we'll focus on the okra for a second. And, and over time, a couple of months, okra came up. From that okra, you know, it, it, it grabbed root and it just grew up, came into a, a, a flower, if you will. A yellow, flower, a, a yellow flower popped out. After that yellow flower popped out, popped out, okra was on the end of that flower. That's reproduction. Anything you're talking about with animals and anything, a giraffe, a male giraffe will not be able to mate with a male giraffe. That's unheard of. You will not get nothing from that. You cannot get nothing from a male being with a male or a woman being with a woman. That's not reproductive. Everything from the flowers in the ground to the animals to the humans are reproductive. Everything. Everything was in. You can't get around that. Fish. Everything on this planet, on this rock, is reproductive. So when that flower popped, when that when that okra pop, popped out of that flower, I just got to thinking, I'm like, if nobody knows that there is a God, they got to be stalk raving mad of Satan just have consumed their body. And I'm nowhere near busting up in the church door sitting next to Sister Johnson on the front pew. I haven't been to church in years. <laughs> but every, everything on this planet is reproductive. Everything. So how can you tell me or how can you support something that says same sex? That's yeah. bullshit. It's unnatural. It's unnatural. That's a a perfect word right there. It's unnatural. That's unnatural to me, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. For (laughs) for somebody to just go along to get votes and say, hey, everybody deserves the right to marry and blah, blah, blah. Come on, man. Everything on the planet, if you sit and stop for a second, everything on planet Earth reproduces itself. So I just gonna mix that up. I just don't get that. So you you saying that to go after a vote, and that goes back to what you guys topics about about you know Democrats and Republicans. They're going after the vote. This is an imperfect world, and when folks start to realize that that we're in an imperfect world with a horrible system that has repeated itself since the beginning of time back into the Roman days, back into the Egyptian days, back into Egypt, all those systems have failed. So what's going to happen to America? So we think that we're just that that uh, prominent, that, you know, grand, that this is not going to happen to us, when all those empires have failed? It's not going to happen. same thing is going to happen. It's going to be destroyed. And I'm nowhere, just Rodney, just tell folks I'm nowhere near a preacher or um, I don't bust the church doors open, but that's just common sense. (laughs) I just know who God is. I know who God Uh, is. I agree with you. 
you know, you, you read the books, read the history, and all that, folks, folks. Just read everything, and they'll tell you from the beginning of the time. All systems have failed. Babylon, everything. Jerusalem, everything. They failed. Sodom and Gomorrah. Anybody got a Bible? Pick it up. All those systems have failed. All these governments placed in place have failed. I think I think that if we really pay attention to the signs of the time, we will see that, that, that America is is in a lot of trouble. Tammy, are you still there? I am here. I'm enjoying the conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It, it, it's a good topic. No, no, no. I'm really sitting. Like I just posted a message out there about you guys and to you guys. I'm really sitting back thinking, oh, it's so lovely to listen to, to men um, converse, and it's so special to always have it go back. Rodney, it seems like I don't care what we talk about, <laughs> it always goes back to God. It always goes back to God. If we think about this for a second now, the first king that God agreed to, you know, when you separate that in the king, you know, on earth, I think that was Solomon, I believe it was. A soul. I think it was soul. I'm sorry. I think it was soul. The king of the Jews, king of the Jews. Here's the thing, though. He loved, uh, God loved humans so much the way he's, you know, he's pretty much going against what he really know that this, he know the outcome. So was a screw up. He screwed that up. David screwed it up. We talk about kings, rulers. All of them screwed it up. He gave them chance after chance after chance after chance. All yeah. of them screwed him up. So what makes a president or a PM or prime minister or whatever you want to call these people different from Saul and David and all these other people? All of them are screw-ups. They're going to screw it up because they're imperfect. They're imperfect. I don't care what type of system they put in place. It's not going to work. And you, and, and you know something else? You know something else, We, you know... So many people um, jumped on this on this homosexual bandwagon. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to that for a second, and and it has gotten to the point now where if if you say something against homosexuality, you are viewed as abnormal. Everyone is supposed to accept this. Everyone because it, it, if you say that you don't, then you know, you don't believe in equal rights and, you know, you have all these issues with humanity and all of that. And, and Tammy, the lady who told me I was a closet Republican, here's what she said. Uh, because Republicans don't believe in gay men. Um, they believe in, you know, the union between the man and the woman. And she said, she said, Rodney, she said, now, let's say we go ahead and she said, we've already gone ahead and accepted this homosexuality thing. She said, America has accepted this homosexuality thing. She said, what is America going to do since they claim, you know, people, you know, love who they love and and, and, and want to be with who they want to be with? She said, what's going to happen the day that men start to argue 
that they should be able to be married to more than one woman. Oh, that'd be an outrage. <laughs> because you can't tell the man, you know, if you're gonna tell if you're gonna tell if you're gonna say that homosexuality uh homosexuals, if you're gonna say, Hey, you know, if they love each other, you know, it's all right, they should be able to get married and you know, they should have the same rights, yeah. you know, they should the the the, the, the same benefit, you yeah. know, yeah. because I because they love so. each other. Uh I I, I totally agree with you. So let's just go a little further with that for a second here, Rodney, if we will. Let's just say Abraham for a second, right? Abraham had a couple of wives, right? He had a son by the first wife, and then, you know, God wasn't pleased with that. So they went off, Ishmael, and, you know, and the, the mistress went off. And then he gave him Isaac. But here's the thing. What if all men on planet Earth said, hey, you know what? We are descendants of Abraham. You know, that's where it started because that's where that new covenant came in. I, hey, mm-hmm. I want two wives. I want two wives like my descendants. I, hey, we are the descendants of Abraham. I want two wives. It wouldn't work. People would be stuck. They would go stalk raving mad. Yep. They would but, go stalk raving mad. But see, now, right the, when you open up that door, though. Exactly. Exactly. And here's the thing, and, and people don't realize this as far as with the Abraham story. That mistress and that child went away. Mm-hmm. So that meant, that that says to me that God frowned on that one. He he frowned on Abraham actually getting with that other lady. In my opinion, that's what it looks like because if she went away, the child went away, and then mm-hmm. he gave them another child, and that and it, Abraham's first wife. Couldn't even bear kids, but one was placed in her. So he frowned yeah. on that. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm just sitting here enjoying the show, man. No, no, no. You, you, you're fine. You're fine with me. Tell me, you want to jump in here and add anything? I'm good. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> really, I am. I do want to go over the core beliefs, uh, give out the, the information about the core beliefs, and hopefully get some people in on this. I'm just going to tell you, don't be afraid. If you if you know that you're a Democrat and you stand by that, tell us. Tell us why. As long as you know why you are, what you are, and you know those core beliefs and values of, of the party that you have chosen, say, um, yeah. be yourself. But if you are a part of that party and you don't know why, if it's just because mama and daddy did it, grandmama did it, and saw the pictures, as, as I call and mentioned, then you need to do some research. It's in everything um, in your life. So we do want to go over the core beliefs and then talk about the education part that you have as well. But I'm good because we have plenty of time. Okay. I'll say it. I'll, 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 I'll get out of here and, and continue to listen. Uh, I'm sorry. So you said that about ten times. I know I did, but someone. What are you gonna do? Stop me, Sam? You're not gonna stop me, are you? Don't stop me, Sam. No, but I'm I'm an independent. I'll I'll say I'm an independent, um, and I do my research even on the independents. So it's whoever. 
um, in my opinion, is it, it's pushing the uh, the better policies. And I still leave, you know, about 50% to, to, to the folks that they're not going to keep their word. So, you know, you're just getting the less of the two evils. But, you know, whatever you feel in your heart, and that's me personally, whatever I feel in my heart, uh, you know, I go for it and I just hit that ballot. But, you know, in most cases, as uh, history shows it, they will actually disappoint you every single time. Hmm. So. Well, I love you. I'm also uh, an independent. I, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't completely agree with 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 either side. Uh, and I try to take the issues as they come, and then I, you know, I draw conclusions from there. Um, I try to do as much research as I can. I try to uh, get different perspectives. I try to use uh, different sources. Um, you know, I don't just, um, you know, if I if I see that you're running for president, you know, uh, which we're about to see within the next, uh, I, I would say, give it give it about six months, and then the these presidential elections um, is going to be, you know, uh, these presidential races are are, are going to be really pushed. Uh, I would say give it about six months from now, but. Don't just listen to what the people are saying now because these people didn't just decide to run for president, um, you know, next, you know, the summer of 2015. So, and they didn't go from, you know, being, you know, uh, a nine to five worker yesterday to running for president today. They have a political history. They they have a political background. So find out. Uh, you know, how were they as a governor? How were they as a senator? You know, what did they do, you know, as a uh, as a member of the House? What did they do if they were ever a mayor or whatever? Find out as much as you can about these people. Find out what bills they signed in the past and, and, and compare it with what is going on today. Don't vote for somebody. You know, I would encourage anyone, don't vote for someone just because they're Republican or just because they're a Democrat, or just because they're an independent, and don't avoid voting for uh, for them for those very reasons. Find out whatever you can, because even when you think about the the Declaration of Independence, the people actually have the power. Um, our caller earlier, you know, was talking about the Constitution. Because of the Constitution, because of things like the Declaration of Independence. If read them, the people actually have the power. And if you don't believe that people have the power, um, think about think about the civil rights movement. The civil rights movement uh, changed a lot of the laws. It, it, it changed the direction of the country. Why? Because of the power in numbers. The the uh, the people, you know. Slavery ended because of people. You know, Ray Rice, you know, I've said it before, he didn't get suspended because of what he did. He got suspended because of the power of the public. So we have more power than the government. The problem is we keep giving our power back to the government. 
and I and I've said this before, you can't beat an enemy that you're supporting. And as long as we keep spending our money recklessly, spending it foolishly, not becoming educated, not sending our kids to school, you know, allowing them to sit in front of these, you know, uh, reality shows, you know, we are supporting the enemy, and we're we're allowing ourselves to be defeated. Wow. Good I, I, I'm going to jump to this to this education part, Tammy. Um, okay. Well, I tell you and, what, let's do the core beliefs first because that will lead into that, I think, if we just tell the core beliefs that they're core and then you tell about the uh, education part. Okay. You want to go ahead okay. and put that out there? I'm sorry? I said you want to go ahead and put that out there? Yes, I'll go ahead and just do, I'm going to do the core beliefs part for the Republican and the Democrat, and then if you'll follow with where they both stand um, as it relates to education. Okay. Okay. So I was able to, in my research for this, find uh, a PDF that kind of tells the differences between Republicans and Democrats. And I'm going to go over the core beliefs, and again, this is this is something I found on, on uh, online. So Republicans, Republicans believe that each person is responsible for his or her own place in society. Government should enable each person the ability to secure the benefits of society for themselves, their families, and for those who are unable to care for themselves. So I found that interesting because it does not leave out for those who are unable to care for themselves. Um, I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit more after I finish. Um, the Republican philosophy is based on limiting the intervention of government as a promoter of individual prosperity. Government should only intervene in specific cases where society cannot effectively act at the individual level. When the core belief that individual destiny should be in the individual's hand, government power and resources should be kept close to the people through their state and community leaders and not centralized in distant federal government agencies. So that's the Republicans. Now, I want to I ask a question, and I'm just going to put it out there. I go back to government should enable each person the ability to secure their benefits of society for themselves, their families, and for those who are unable to care for themselves. Now, this is the core belief of the Republicans. We've had a couple Republicans in office. Is this what happened? Okay, so I want to just say, was this, was this a part, this core belief, did we see that? take place ever. We've had Republicans in office, but do we see that with, with either um, party in office? For the Democrats, the core beliefs are believe, Democrats believe it is the responsibility of government to care for all individuals, even if it means giving up some individual rights and or sub subordinating enterprise and initiative. Democrat Party administrations have pushed for the centralized Centralization of power in Washington, D.C. within only secondary 
consideration for the rights of both individuals and communities. Democrats have favored federal-level interventions that replace community-based solutions to community problems. These tactics have created several federal regulations and controls that are often in the hands of unelected bureaucratic, causing a severe erosion of local authority. So those are the core beliefs of both Republicans and Democrats. And if anybody's interested in seeing this, it's a PDF, and it goes into um, much more conversation based on the economy, taxes and government, spending, national defense, education, which Rodney's going to go over, and then immigration. But I wanted to at least put out the core beliefs of each party. And then, again, I ask yourself, when either party is in office, do you see any changes, uh, particularly towards those families who are unable to care for themselves? So those are the core beliefs, and we'll take questions and comments after Rodney's done with the education part. Well, <laughs> um, here's what I found on, on education, and, and then I'm, I'm going to offer my two cents. Um, on what I found And it says Republicans believe in a Restructuring Of higher education Which would leave more students Equipped for their desired fields And less working minimum wage jobs That are irrelevant to their education They believe in limiting The federal government in education This includes getting rid of Federal student loans And having only private ones Republicans also support school choice and homeschooling programs. Republicans believe strongly in an educational system that will provide higher education to those whose achievements deserve it and that will give students the environment they want and need to succeed both in and beyond higher education. So that's that's the gist of, of where, the, where the Republicans stand. On, on education And as far as the Democrats And I'm glad that you asked Is there a change uh, when these people are in the office The Democrats And by the way That that uh, information I just gave you Came from uh, Republicanviews.org And this one is on uh, DFER.org um, And for the Democrats, it says, we support policies policies which stimulate the creation of new accountable public schools and which simultaneously close down failing schools. We support mechanisms that allow parents to select excellent schools for their children and where education dollars follow each, each child to their school. We support governance, governance structures which hold leaders responsible while giving them the tools to effectuate change. We believe in empowering mayors to lead urban school districts so that they can be held accountable by the electorate. We support policies that allow school principals and their school communities to select their term, select their teams of educators, holding them accountable for student performance, but allowing them flexibility to exercise sound professional judgment. We support clearly articulated national standards and expectations for core subject areas while allowing states and local districts to determine how best to make sure that all students are reaching those standards. And 
conclusion, they do the same thing. You say in conclusion, say that to me, Rodney? Huh? In conclusion, what was your last statement there? That that they that they believe in the same thing and they push the same policies when it, uh, uh, especially when it comes to education. You think about no child left behind, uh, which has left a whole lot of kids behind, and the the the, the whole basis of that was was to standardize um, education. Was you know was to uh, the, the the measuring tool it you know w- would be the standardized test, and that came from George Bush, and so you know we've heard nothing but negative things about No Child Left Behind, and rightfully so. But then President Obama came with Race to the Top. Guess what Race to the Top is? It's the new version of No Child Left Behind. Nothing but testing. You have school districts that are testing anywhere from 30% to 50% of the school year. Now, you tell me how instruction is taking place when the kids are testing. Because when you're not testing, if you're testing 50% of the school year, guess what you're doing the other 50%? You're preparing for the test. So how are the kids receiving a valuable education when it's testing or test prep. And that's all race to the top is. It may sound good, it may look good on paper, but that's what education has become. It's all about what sounds good and what looks good. Now, what these politicians do, they figure out where the registered voters are. They go to these areas, they talk to the people, and they put it out there, oh, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. This is, how we're, this is how I'm different than this person. Look at what this person did a couple years ago. We start seeing all of these commercials, right? But the two summaries I just read essentially said the same thing. And I can tell you from being in the school, it's, no better now than it was five years ago. In fact, our educational system is steadily declining because every year it seems like there's something new that is implemented that is taking away from instructional time. And it doesn't matter who's in the office. Our kids were being disserviced when George Bush was in the office. And even with President Obama, guess what? Our kids are still being disturbed. See, that's where it goes like responsibility and accountability. Because as a parent, I don't feel the school system is responsible for teaching my kids more than I do. Now, I feel like they should enhance. And when I say I'm talking about the the very core, the basics and so forth, that that when a child enters kindergarten, he he or she should be more than prepared by any means necessary. I'm 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 really going back to again. Parents need to take responsibility, even for what happens with their children within the school system. You have a right to ask for the curriculum. What what I mean, I remember when we transferred Brandon here, 
before, I called and said, can you send me this? Can you send me this? So much so to the principal called back and said, I've never had anybody ask for this. Why? Because I need to know if my child is coming to your school, and if so, what you say you are teaching them. I need to know that so that when I see this come home or not come home, guess who I'm coming for and guess what I'm going to have in hand? What you said you were doing. Parents don't have time for that. Parents don't have time, make time to, to do this at home. We have kids go to school in kindergarten. I've seen it, people that say they don't even know their real names. They still want you to call them Pookie. And they don't answer because you didn't say Pookie. This happened, child was marked absent. Now, this was part of the parent and the teacher for marking a, not noticing that this child has not answered you but been in your class this entire time. I want to quickly read what, my, what I found on Democrats. I want to just read what, what it says here. Democrats believe that tests burden teachers and waste classroom instruction time. They also believe children should be forced to stay in schools that fail to teach the basic skills. Democrats argue that literacy should be left for unions to define rather than local PTAs or other parent groups. And again, I'm going back right now and tutoring some kids, second grade, they don't know letters. How can you teach a child how to say, to, to learn sight words in second grade that you've not first taught basic sounds? I mean, then you want to test them later on in life. So, again, if, parents, if children are coming home and parents are saying, let me see your homework, what happened here, what are you doing here, if they're talking with teachers, outside of um, Jackie being in trouble, then we would know our education system would, would be better. It's like Trent said, it, call it whatever you want to call it, lobbying or whatever. Go to your child's school. Make a point to know what, your, what teachers are teaching, what your child should know in first grade, and make sure in first grade he knows all that and is working on second grade. We have to take responsibility in voting and knowing what party you stand for and why just like you have to take responsibility for what happened to you in your life and why. Why why are you here? Otherwise the kids that we are that we so say we love, they're gonna be worse. We're so busy trying to be free, we're gonna wake up slaves because the freedom we think we have, we're every day giving it up to the government. Every day. Every time they bring out another policy, amendment one. So many people are up in war, including myself. They called my house telling me don't vote because it takes the woman's right to have an abortion. I learned through church to even look this up, to even think about looking. Let me really see what this means. I learned through just deciding to go to church one Sunday a couple of weeks ago, and this pastor saying it's about so much more than what they're leading you to believe. I had no idea that, that abortion clinics, they don't have to be inspected. They go uninspected. Women have died because they go in places that are not clean, that perform these shabby abortions. In addition to that, it does not take away the woman's right. It says you come here, you go home, and within 24 hours, if you still want this, it's granted. You get it. I don't see anything wrong with that. Now, I'm not saying I agree with everything in there, but, hey, at least take a look and see don't just go by what someone calls you and tells you. It goes right back to the quote. To make a contented slave, you make a thoughtless person. And it's necessary to darken the moral and mental vision as far as possible. 
to overpower the power of reason. I mean, and so we don't think. We don't think through anything. Because when you think, when you really sit down and reflect, now you got to do something about what you now know. And people don't want to do that. So most of these people maybe not want to search this because they might find out, hey, I might not be Republican or Democrat, but I have some similar views or, you know, regardless of what you think about either or, if you had to pick one, which one would it be and why? But in order to know why, you got to know who you are and what you stand for. But people are not standing for anything. They're just going with the flow. Whatever pushes out, they bring in. Why are you quiet? And now I was, now I was listening, taking it all in. <laughs> so, but, but, but I agree with you, Sarah, and I'll go back to the parents. Um, the parents have to do a better job of staying on top of their of their children's education. Um, now, with the, with the with the article that you just read about you know the Democrats you know being feeling that testing takes away um, from instruction, um, if that is the way that they that they feel, I could tell you that the, the the president and his secretary of education uh, they they don't feel that way because what they've done is 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 implement a whole lot of testing and. I was telling someone earlier today, I was, I was talking uh, with some people on Twitter earlier today, and I said, you know what, if the public ever finds out what's going on in these schools, it's going to be a rough day for the people in charge because you would not believe the things that go on in these schools um, day in and day out. There, there are schools that don't even have a nurse. Now, how do you go through a whole day, you know, and there's no nurse in the building? Kids get sick all the time, but there's no nurse in the building. Um, but, but Rodney, you know, where are you going to find where are you going to find most of this, these issues? Um, it, isn't it going to be in in our neighborhoods, in in kids who are are, are in those neighborhoods where they consider to be low income? in these neighborhoods where they're paying you, um, giving you some food stamps um, and a check possibly so that you don't say much or do much at all. I'm finding that most of the, you have people, even even in the poverty class that I'm taking, understanding the poverty, there was a lady there just last week who said she she moved out of this particular school district into East Memphis, which at this point, it's not that much better, uh, depending on where you where you coming from and where you are. However, what's disturbing is the school that she moved from, moved her kids from, is part of the same school district that she moved her kids to. All these two schools are under the same umbrella. So my point is, you're saying you have to move out of out of one district, one location of Memphis to another. School that's under the same umbrella because you're gonna you have better everything over here basically everything. But what that does for her is that puts her in a different uh, area, which is a little bit more expensive, more than 
more than she can really handle. So she's putting herself in a situation so that her kids have a better opportunity. Meanwhile, what we're telling the kids on this side of town is we, we see what's going on. We know what's going on. Ironically, I ran into another parent Sunday morning that has two kids from that same school who express the same thing. They never talk to counselors. There's a counselor at the school every day. The same school my sister-in-law came from and was valedictorian and went through the same. It's appalling what she experienced as valedictorian coming from the school. She's been out of school for years. So what they're saying is parents are not doing anything, these elected officials are not doing anything, and the elected officials are not going to do anything. They're seeking position, prosperity. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not pursuing their passion or their their God God's will for their lives. They don't care. They don't care a crap about your students. Like you said, their children are in private schools. Their children are not going to the school that they live in. The district. They're in private schools, but so they're going to make sure their kids get there. So, again, it goes back to, to the people. We are voting them in. We're allowing them to stay in. To make it so plain and simple, I'll go right back to cable. We could make a huge difference in what comes out of our pocket with just one simple act. Everybody calling saying, I no longer want cable. Turn it off. Why? Because it's too much. And number two, because you, it's too much and you never show what I want to see. Anything that feeds my mind, what do you think will happen? What would happen? They 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 they, they, they lower those cable prices. That's for sure. They will make some changes, but it goes back to what you said. You cannot beat the enemy. Who say that again? You cannot beat the enemy that you're feeding. How, how do you say that? You you can't you can't defeat an enemy that you're supporting. Okay, there you go. So it goes back to uh, it goes back to as a parent. Believe whatever. It's the responsibility lies on us. No, no, I don't think any school can leave could have left my child behind. Really? Like Memphis now. These children can, in, in, our, in our eyes as parents who care, they're making F, but the school system said that it's a C now. Really? If that's not setting kids up for failure, you've got kids who don't know that use the word ball all day or whatever, and they don't know B means the, really? But they use the word, and they couldn't call the word out if they saw it with a picture beside it, some of them. But you're going to test these kids on it, and parents, this is okay? There's, there's no way in the world that a system could, could tell Brandon, you can make an F, but it's really a C now. He would have a totally different grading scale. He would have his own grading scale. <laughs> that is crazy to me. So basically, you're putting your hand, putting your life in the hands of people that you know, speaking against their position. They don't care about purpose, passion. They certainly don't care about you, me, or our children. Simple. Tammy, you know something? Um, we just we just had parent teachers conference not too long ago. And I'm going to tell you something that, that just burns me up, and that is to hear parents say, well, I couldn't get them to 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 do it, or I didn't know that they had homework, or, you know, I can't get them off of those video games, or, 
you know, they won't they won't get off the phone. And I'm just sitting there looking at them and who's the parent? Why is why is the child calling the shots? You know, I had a I had a I had a student that told me that told me the other day, he said he said my mom told me I could put my head down all day. I said, uh, the last time I checked, this was my classroom. I said, in my classroom, you don't put your head down. I said, if your mother wants you to put your head down all day, your mother should have kept you at home. Mm. How do your mother going to send you to school and, and tell you that you can put your head down all day? And I, you know, And I asked him, I said, what is wrong with you that you need to put your head down all day? Oh, I'm dizzy. I said, if you're dizzy, you need to go home. Why are you at school? Yeah, why did mom send? See, that's there. You go like that. Why would mom send this child to school? What grade? Uh, sixth grade. Sixth grade. Um, again, goes right back to most of society. Their morals and decisions have been so dark until they don't even know how to think properly. They can't even make sound decisions or reason with anything. Because there's no thought process going on. The government is thinking for them, and they become happy with it. Because like Charlotte said, who wants to really sit for 20 years and be capable and able to work? Who would want their child to see them sit and wonder, my grandparents go to work, I see people leaving work, how are we surviving? So then what's going to happen now? This, this child's going to take on the same mindset. And the, the generation... The generational curse will continue if that's what we that we create in some sense. Because again, we can't put it on slavery anymore. Why do you heard me say this? There are people who went through slavery, who went through the very act of slavery, and and they still came up and out. Why? Because they made a decision not to continue to blame whoever enslaved them. And Frederick Douglass is one of them. Clearly says, you can have my body, you may have my body, but never, ever will you have my mind. Mm-hmm. So you realize, people, like we all do, that some way, some shape, form, or fashion, all of us have allowed at one point in life the system, people, things to take over our minds. But you have the opportunity to take it back. If you're able and capable of working, the system will send people back to school. I don't understand it. Sometimes you, oh, I wanted to just say, okay, let me just stop. Let me go back to school. Let me get me a couple of these and get and do it for four years and get off. But you have people that won't even go back to school for free. You get free childcare, free school, a ride. Some of them even get a ride. Why? Why do you? Why four, five, six, seven years later you are still on public assistance? Because your mind has become and condition to doing it. And so while you're teaching, many, not all, because some people at some times you may not be able to work. That's different. But the reason some people don't vote and don't care to know about the difference in whatever party, whatever you choose, is because, again, once you know better and you don't do better or make a change, it's hard for you to live with yourself. So as long as I blame somebody else, as long as I sit down and continue to be able to eat, live, no matter to what degree, then I'm okay. 
And that's how I think people are looking at it. Again, they just become thoughtless people and they've accepted it's become accepting to the condition that this world has allowed them to be or to become. So regardless if it's Democrat, Republican, voting, not voting, in every area of life, if you become thoughtless then you you are you are a slave. You are enslaved. And the government, whether it's Republican or Democrat, is your owner. Depending on which one's in. So, and mental mental slavery is worse than physical slavery. Exactly. 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 And that's why Frederick Douglass was able to come out. He 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 states he says I would get the ma- my the ma- my master's children to speak and help me read. I would work in the field all day and sit up and read at night. We'll work all day and we'll come home and watch TV all night. I think Charlotte said, put it in a book. We hear we hear that all, we just hear that over and over again. Put it in a book. You want to keep it from us, put it in a book. We'll go buy a $150 pair of shoes, but won't go buy a book to help our kids learn how to read or do simple math. But we yeah. want to make sure they read it. We want to make sure they look good. So again, people are not thinking about anything. Want them to have a better life than we had. Well, I don't know how much uh, we help people tonight, but that's again that's back on them. Um, whatever, whatever you are, Republican, Democrat, all I say is know what you are and why. Don't. Cut the bone, the end of the ham bone off because you saw mama do it. Mama saw grandmama do it. Only to find out they just did it because they didn't have a a pot big enough to, to put the ham in. And we do that in, in life. We do that so much. Again, because we don't want to make or take the necessary steps to change. Whatever it may be. And that's, again, that's for life in general, not just about voting. So that's my two cents. I'm turning it back over to you, Rodney. All right. Uh, Trent, we see you still out there. Any final words, brother? Yeah, man. Um, actually, <laughs> this is a great show. I'm really tuning to it. And um, you guys have uh, said some great things here. My final word will be to uh, to the listening audience to or, or to any folks that listen to this archive. You know, we all on social media, we know how social media works. Everyone has an opinion. And as we all know, opinion is like an asshole until you get up and do something about it. So talking about it and all that other stuff, what you guys are doing um, is epic, great, and all that stuff, and and getting folks involved. That's the only way we're going to make a change, getting folks involved. We can talk about it all day on social media. Until we actually take action, like you guys are doing, they just blowing smoke up my ass. All right. Trent, we, as always, man, we appreciate you being on, and and, and I'm gonna end. Uh, I'm gonna end it by just saying this: education is important. I don't care what the topic is. 
I don't care what you're being educated on. Education is important. Education is invaluable, and we need to become well-rounded people. We need yep. to we need to investigate. We need to question our beliefs and find out where they came from, who they came from, and figure out if that's the way that we should be living. We would think that a lot of things are common sense, but as we all know, common sense just isn't so common anymore. Common sense has been has been thrown out the window. We do what's unnatural or we lean more towards what's unnatural and we've gotten away from just doing natural things. We've talked about a number of things and, and, and you know, we even brought up homosexuality. Some things just are unnatural and therefore we should refrain from them. And Tammy always mentions Romans, the first chapter. And if you've never taken the time to read that that chapter, you should do so because it talks about what happened when people uh, constantly run from the truth, when people jump on the bandwagon, when people become conformers. After a while, God just turns you over. And and it says that it turns you over into vile affection. So stop doing things just because someone told you it's the right thing to do. If they couldn't give you facts, they couldn't give you details to support it and can't tell you where to go and find it and read up on it yourself, consider the information and consider the source. Next week, we're going to pick up actually where we're leaving off tonight, and that is on education. We have some fired-up teachers um, from different parts of the country who are going to be on with us next week to talk about all of the BS that's hurting our children in education. So we hope that you'll come back next Monday and join us same time. Uh, Tim, anything else before we close out? Um, no, I think I'm good. I just, again, encourage people to do their own research. Um, if you spend two hours, don't let it stop there. Don't Don't let it be a waste. Not only do you have to hear it, you have to read it, speak it, and attempt to live it, whatever it is. So we had a great number of callers tonight, and you stood in here for two hours, so don't let it stop here. Keep it moving. And that, that's all I have. I guess we can end there. I'm going to, of course, um, play our song for, for my favorite cousin, one of my favorite cousins, I need to say that, so people won't be calling me, who has listened from the start, and she was here when I signed on because so she was out there just waiting and I so appreciate that so everybody have a good night thank you for, for tuning in and as always this song goes out to Diane in Atlanta Atlanta <laughs> In a little sense 
Thank you all. Have a great night.